The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. I'm so glad you're listening with me today because I have quite the show for you. So here's a little hint. Science fiction plus chocolate. So I'm going to leave you hanging with that uh, just for a moment while I um, thank my previous guest. I wanted to say thank you to Michael Margolis of Get Storied. He was here a couple weeks ago, and um, Michael has the uh, wrote the uh, amazing storytelling manifesto, Believe Me. And he has um, a business called Get Storied where they, they do um, business storytelling courses and classes and so you can check that out at www.getstory.com um, and you can have a listen to that episode on the on-demand library page it's called the business of storytelling but don't do that just yet because you definitely want to listen to the show today so normally about this time I do my story of the week but I'm going to switch it around today um, just uh, because we're doing we're talking about something really new and really interesting and i thought it would be it's a little bit new for me so i thought it might be for you and so one of my guests clients is coming as part of the story of the week but it probably make more sense to all of us if we heard a little bit from my guest first so i hope that makes sense and i hope you're not all thrown off so i'm pleased to introduce you to Ari Popper Ari is the founder and CEO of Sci Futures, a foresight and innovation agency that uses sci-fi prototyping to help their clients create meaningful change that is relevant for the exponential age. Sci Futures works in a wide variety of industries with Fortune 500 clients such as Lowe's, Hershey, Ford, Brocade, and Pepsi. And Ari has over 20 years' experience as marketing, consumer research, and innovation consultant. He's a passionate sci-fi fan and amateur sci-fi writer who is inspired to start Sci Futures during a creative sci-fi writing class at UCLA. He is, uh, when Ari isn't running Sci-Futures and reading sci-fi, Ari is marathon training and living in the California sunshine with his wife and three pets. So, Ari, welcome to Story Powered. Good morning, good afternoon. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. It's very exciting to talk to you, and um, I'm just uh, I'm just so excited to hear about how science fiction narrative um, connects with business, future planning, and strategic planning. But but before we get into that, what's your story? So tell us a bit about you and how you got to where you are. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Well, it's great to be here. Um, I guess every good story begins with some kind of crisis, right? So, Usually, uh, my, my, yes. Yeah. So, so my story was well, my um, so future story was um, was born out of a out of a you know let's say a midlife crisis. Um, you know, figuring out okay, what's my next career move? What what do I want to do? Um, you know, and the advice you typically get is follow your bliss or 
um, you know, do do what you love. And what I loved was um, science fiction and writing science fiction. And so, I literally, went went back to school and started writing sci-fi. And um, you know, loved it so much that I, I kind of had an epiphany one day, which was, um, I wonder if this could be a business. Um, I wonder if this could be a way to help companies. Um, get prepared for this amazing time that we live in and create new and wonderful inventions. Um, so that's kind of my story and been doing that for, you know, over three years now. Wow, cool. And so are you still writing? You're still doing science fiction writing as well? Yeah, you know, it's like um, I would love to write um, for, for pleasure, <laughs> you know, just right, creatively. Yep. Uh, but certainly on behalf of our clients, um, you know, we all write um, because good ideas, good sci-fi stories can really come from anywhere. Um, but yeah, definitely right um, for our clients and on behalf of our clients as well. Oh, that's amazing that you combine the two passions. That's really cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, um, so I'm sure everybody's wondering, and I, I'm, I certainly am, because um, I can see. You know, I love science fiction. I'm. Uh, I, I, I think if people read the blurb, I, I was a very big Star Trek fan. I'm outing myself as a, a as a previous Trekkie. Um, but right. I, you know, I. It, but it doesn't. Um, I look at science fiction and I think, well, how can that relate to business? So tell me about your business and tell me about why is science fiction relevant? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. On the face of it, you look at science fiction and, and you think of, you know, the genre itself, which is um, aliens and green men and, um, you know, a lot of dystopian science fiction. But really what sci-fi is, is alternative stories about the future and about the world. Um, and as you say in your, in your brilliant introduction, by having the right story about um, where you're going actually um, can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So um, instead of this happening implicitly and almost passively, what so Futures does is we actually harness this actively. So we work very closely with our clients to create the narratives of their future and help them write their sci-fi stories about their future. And what's really profound and interesting is that it might feel like sci-fi initially, but once you start working on it, you realize that a lot of the um, stories and inventions and the world building that you create can actually be done today. Um, you know, as Warren Ellis is a, is a great graphic novelist and, and sci-fi writer says, we are living the science fiction condition. And you can just see that when you go to CES and any innovation conference. So what the futures does is it enables our clients to be able to write the stories of their future and then figure out how to build it and communicate it to other people. Nice, nice. And that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And when you think about, because I was look, thinking about this and I, I saw an article a little while ago about um, about the Jetsons. And if I used to love the Jetsons. I don't know whether you watched it. Yeah. Uh, right? But And, and yeah. it's funny because uh, the article, I think it was Forbes or something like that, went back and looked at all the inventions in the Jetsons. And almost all yeah. of them, apart from the flying car, um, have come true. Yeah. So it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's very, the Jetsons are very interesting. Also, not only in terms of technology, but also in terms of um, the way they conceptualize family and the role of, of society. Um, I think they were quite, um, quite liberal and forward-thinking. And, and also Star Trek, of course, yes. um, has a very kind of a progressive point of view on the future. Um, so, so, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in the whole technology side of it. But what science fiction also allows you to do is speculate about how society will behave. Um, in, in these in these different futures. So yeah, the Jetsons is. I mean, we can laugh about it, but I, I know which article you're talking about, and yeah, it's pretty yeah. profound. Yeah, I think I think the interesting thing is 
we're not trying to predict the future. Um, yes. You know, that's very difficult. What we're trying to do is, is to inspire it and to create um, a common narrative within an organization about what's possible that's um, off, you know, so off, off the linear um, incremental innovation path and more on the, well, on the exponential path because that's the time, th- th- these are the times we're living. We're living times of tremendous change and opportunity and disruption. And so what science fiction storytelling does is it enables you to, to get off that linear path, which we think is, you know, the linear path to doom, and get inspired about these more disruptive innovations and potentialities of where business could be. That's amazing. And I, I love the, the linear path of doom because it, it actually yeah. um, kind of reflects, and, I, and thank you for clarifying that because I think we can get really caught up in the technology. But like yeah. you say, it's it's bigger than that. And it's because um, I think sometimes we get caught in, in uh, you know, this is just how business is. This is just the way it is. And and if we look at yeah. business, it has changed. We started from a very industrial uh, piece and factory-based. And now people are really feeling uh, like it's starting to change and corporations are really struggling to keep up. And so I can see where your business and where, um, you know, creating a new narrative that's based on, on an alternative story. And it must just really free up a business to, to really think beyond its current place. Yeah, exactly. It really does. And, and it, I mean, the first step is giving the, organiza- the organization giving itself permission to free mm. itself up. And, and that's what sci-fi prototyping does. It says, okay, you have permission to be imaginative, creative, and to create these, you know, fantastic worlds, grounded in science fact, of course. And that itself is very liberating, um, if very concerning. The second step is the hard step, which is, okay, now that we've created these preferred future narratives, what do we need to start doing today to enable that, to make that come true? And that's that's the really exciting stuff because now you've got to change what you're doing and you've got to create um, new paradigms of where the business should be. Um, and having a common story, a shared narrative about where the business could be is a very important step because otherwise it's all passive and it all happens, you know, it, Accidentally, whereas this is a more, more of a way of getting a deliberate and shared belief about what's possible. And that aligns people, gets them excited, gets them inspired, and starts nudging them off that linear path and onto the exponential path. Um, but it, it's not easy. I mean, it's not something that um, organizations find um, particularly easy to do because they're designed to be... Um, um, you know, more production oriented and, and to minimize risk and minimize um, inefficiency. Absolutely. I can see that. that yeah. And, you know, so many companies are, are very seriously risk averse. So I can yeah. see where it would be uncomfortable. Now, when you and I had a chat a, a little while ago uh, before the show, and one of the things that you talked about, which I really loved, which kind of describes what you're talking about, is that you guys disrupt the present. Tell us more about that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole the whole purpose of creating um, preferred future narratives or sci-fi stories or speculative stories about the future is not necessarily to predict the future, as I was saying, but it's much more important to disrupt the present. So what that means is by the mere act of going through this process and of identifying where you want to be and identifying what a preferred future is, that act alone has a disruptive effect on the present. So by speculating about how, you know, innovative and emerging technologies can change a business and let's, you know, take two, let's say 3D printing or 
you know, augmented reality. By simply writing a preferred future story or imagining a preferred future story about those technologies, what it automatically does is forces you to rethink your assumptions about today. And that, and that is, it's a very subtle um, benefit, but it's a tremendously powerful benefit on the business today. Absolutely. And and so yeah. I'm imagining that it's also at all levels because often what happens is, you know, with strategic planning or future planning, you know, all the, the leaders get in a room and they create their wonderful five-year strategic plan and then they yeah. um, they send that out uh, in a memo and say, read this, please. This is where we're going. And so I'm thinking that the, the, the process you're talking about is, and I, I might be making an assumption here, but it sounds more inclusive. And I that's why I love story because you can include everybody in a story, both in the in the co-creation as well as the um, the uh, kind of delivery part or making the story come true part. But I'm just thinking how much fun it would be for a business or a company. And again, we did talk about it being hard, but there's also a fun aspect to being able to just um, move past all current systems and structures and look at something completely different. Do people yeah, enjoy yeah, that part? Yeah. Yeah, they love it. I mean, they're they're sort of terrified in the beginning. I'll be personal, right? Of course, know, you know they don't know what they're getting into. Particularly um, executives who've never written a story in their life, or you know, I, I've done this with you know executives who run who run teams of literally hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And you know, I've done it with with some battleship commanders who work for the navy. You know, also responsible for thousands of lives. Yeah. So when they when they come into our process, it is a little scary. But once once they get over that hurdle and get into the um, process, um, it's tremendously liberating and it's a ton of fun. But you're right; it, it is a a tool that the CEO can use to ensure that everyone within the organization, from the most senior executive down to the most junior people in the company, they can read a science fiction story or gra- read a graphic novel or see a short film and instantly understand what the human impact is of that future and how it affects the company's customers and how it affects people's day-to-day lives, like any good story does. And as you said in your intro, you know, it's a powerful tool that um, is under-leveraged in business. And that's what Ready Soft Futures is designed to do, is to use it as a really powerful tool to create change. Nice, nice. And I, and I love that too because, again, you know, the the old story, and again, it's the capitalist story, and you know we can talk about. Like, I love the idea. I actually love the idea of doing this globally, and and yeah. getting all world leaders together and try and imagine a future yeah. together, and and you know that'd be so amazing. Rather than um, constantly, um, you know, constantly problem solving, um, but I think that uh, the idea of enabling a company to get past the story that they often tell, which is we're going to make more money. And we're seeing people really not care about that anymore. Like they're, uh, you know, yeah, people do want to make money. They want to have a good lifestyle. But it's particularly we've got some younger folks coming into the workforce that say, yeah, that's not enough. Like money's not enough to just have me sit facing my cubicle wall for ten years, right, or forty years to wait for my pension. So, so it's a really interesting idea to create a a future narrative that you could onboard people into as well. I think. Yeah, it definitely creates more of an emotional buy-in because it's not just a you know a dry strategic plan or some PowerPoint slides that you read and you know this is our strategy. Um, it creates emotional involvement, and if it doesn't, then in some ways it isn't successful. Um, and that's what great stories do is they draw you in. But yeah. you're right. What what 
science fiction prototyping and science fiction narratives can do is create a more win-win scenario where, yeah, you're still profitable, you're still making money, um, the business is still thriving, but it's doing it in a way that everyone in the organization, you know, feels inspired to be a part of. Um, and that's really, you know, the ideal outcome that we try and aspire to. You don't always get there, of course, and it's, it's more aspirational, course, yeah. but you can. You can get there, and the process allows you to get there. Absolutely. And again, you know, I think it's it's great that it's aspirational because sometimes that's what's missing in companies. So to even yeah. just have the aspiration and, and again, to be able to revisit it and, and, um, and, and, you know, again, the piece around story is around that it underpins what businesses are doing and, and sharing a story about impact and how businesses will help in the long term um, just seems like a stronger story anyway. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it is absolutely, and and it's it's something that um, if you think about it, if, if the destiny of a company is is the richness of its vision and the alignment of the organisation behind that, um, most companies don't necessarily have an explicit um, understanding of where they are. Firstly, in terms of the richness of the vision, and secondly, the, in terms of the consistency of those who who get who get it. So what this process is designed to do implicitly, almost by default, is to create a consistent and rich vision um, so that everyone kind of has a good sense, okay, we're heading there, and I really want to get behind it, and everyone else understands that too. Um, and that really helps in terms of moving the business forward. Nice. And so yeah. in terms of the, you know, when you're working with clients, because I'm thinking, you know, yeah. particularly for the bigger, because you work with a lot of the bigger businesses. And, and um, one of the things that's happening in, in the business world is we have all these startups coming in and, you know, their, their whole business is disruption. And so I always I kind of watch and think, wow, like, how can a great big company, um, you know, move in a way that's disruptive too? And that's what really attracted me to the work that you're doing is is that this is a way for big companies to um, kind of think like a startup, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's it's to help them um, integrate the disruptive forces in a way that's constructive. So um, part of the work that we do is, is with our clients is to create a, a dystopian future. And the point of that exercise is to help identify any fears and barriers and disruptive forces that could potentially put them out of business. And one of those forces are, um, you know, new startups. And they can, you know, literally pull the rug out under the feet. Um, and so part of that is saying, okay, we've identified some, some disruptive forces. Now, how do we convert that into a more utopian preferred future? You know, do we do we start to incubate startups? Do we partner with them? Do we buy them? At least we're not putting our head in the sand and pretending, you know, they don't exist or they're going to go away. We now have a strategy to deal with this, with these disruptive um, technologies or startups. Um, you know, it's, it's again. I don't want to. I don't want your your listeners to come away thinking that, you know, the process automatically. Um, creates a startup like culture in, in a lot of organizations. No, organization. no. It, it, yeah, it doesn't. But but what it what it does do is it gives them the ability to to deal with these disruptive forces in a more kind of constructive way in a narrative form. Yeah, yeah. nice. It's more about mindset, yeah. I think. It's really yeah, about mindset. Exactly. So yeah. So that's great. Thank you, Ari. And that that really does help, I think, um, you know, get a better understanding of, of where science fiction narrative fits and how it can help. And obviously, you know, um I don't want to create a dystopian (laughs) 
view of or uh, a false view of, of how it can help. But I, I do. I think yeah. that it's a, a really interesting space that, that it can enable businesses to get very creative and also involve uh, their folks. So, But we're now going to take a commercial break. And I'm Leanne Pico, and you're listening to Story Powered on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want more story from me, you can sign up for my monthly story blast at www.verygoodstories.com. I'd love to connect with you. Um, but stay tuned for more uh, chat with Ari and about and science fiction. And um, you're going to want to stay because the next sec- segment is where we start to bring in the chocolate to our story today. I can't wait. So we'll be back soon. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network activate and grow your storytelling superpower with leanne pico of very good stories stories inspire stories engage and stories move people to action it's pretty powerful stuff story coach leanne pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. And before the break, I was chatting with Ari Popper of Sci Futures. Uh, we were talking about um, how science fiction narrative is being used um, by Sci Futures with some of the biggest name companies to help them envision their their future products and services, and and also um, internal cultures. So um, I feel like before the break, we came up with a great idea for getting world leaders together and create a a, a future narrative that uh, goes beyond where we are now. But uh, we'll stick with the show right now. And um, I'm pretty excited to introduce you to somebody who um, I feel like he's an expert in chocolate. And so he, I'm sorry, Ari, but he may be my favorite guest I've ever introduced <laughs> because I love chocolate so much. Um, but this is probably my favorite show because sci-fi and chocolate together. So I'm really pleased to introduce Jeff Munt. Um, he's the Senior Marketing Manager of Technology for the Hershey Advanced Innovation Center of Excellence. I think that's awesome that they have that even. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Um, Jeff is leading initiatives that connect emerging technologies with consumer opportunities with a focus on identifying future white space that will leverage Hershey's strong internal technological development process and qualify qualify these opportunities with business partners and consumers. 
And so as part of this process, Jeff also explores alternative business models to bring these opportunities to market in non-traditional means. Um, Jeff resides in New Jersey with his wife, Kathleen, his two daughters, Megan and Emily, and his dog, Mishka. And when he's not spending time with his family or challenging traditional ways of thinking, I like you already, Jeff, um, Jeff can be found on a two-wheeler, traipsing the roads and trails wherever he may be. So welcome to Story Power, Jeff. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's so good to have you. Um, so, um, you know, one of the things that I've been waiting to talk to you about is, um, and I'm wondering, are we going to find out the future of chocolate today? Uh, you might hear something <laughs> about a, a potential future of chocolate today. I think we've got some some ideas, but uh, I I think traditional chocolate will be around for a long time, and I think we'll I probably think so. just uh, add some some new unique things to it um, as we continue to work with new technologies. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So, well, we're, we're talking about sci-fi narrative, really. And what, um, and Jeff, you worked with Sci Futures. And, and um, so um, Hershey was a client of Sci Futures. And I'm, I'm delighted that um, Ari and, and Jeff, you could both come today to talk about it. Because I think that it's a, you know, when we talk about, um, and when we were talking to Ari about science fiction narrative and how it works with businesses, it's all, it's great to talk about the ideas. But I'm really interested in hearing about how it gets put into action and how a company like Hershey uses it. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about Hershey and and how you've you've used uh, narrative in your future development. Yeah, sure. So you know, so I should just say how we kind of got connected to begin with, which was a, a common um, relationship, which was the Singularity University. So that was, we uh, initially had gotten introduced. I already saw him. To uh, a few talks at some of the the singularity sessions, and um, you, you know, and I'm a I'm a big sci-fi fan. I read Ray Bradbury when I was a kid, and um, and Neil Gaiman recently. And um, so, as he's talking about the the science fiction narratives, um, I and the graphical, the illustrative novels, I'm thinking, geez, you know, I love all of this stuff, and I would really like to figure out how to leverage some of this in, in the work that I'm doing, and uh, you, know, you hit the nail on the head with the intro there, so really, um, we're trying to connect emerging technology with consumer opportunity. You know, Hershey is a, is a knowledge company, and um, we, we do have our finger on the pulse of, of what we think is coming down in the future, but we also have a very traditional business, which is pretty linear in in function because it has to be. So we've got a sales force that's thinking about what are we doing today. We've got a marketing division that's thinking about what are we doing next year. And then, you know, a lot of innovation sits kind of in like that three to five year range. And but there isn't, um, you know, prior to the Advanced Innovation Center of Excellence and the the new technology piece, there wasn't a whole lot that was what we were thinking about what's going to happen in you know beyond five years and ten years. And so um, so now they've created the group and um, and and have a real vision. So. As we, um, you know, as I as I heard Ari and uh, and his explanation of of how this worked, I just, uh, you know, I knew we had to we had to work with him, and so it was just a matter of um, coming up with the right project to uh, to put uh, to put forward there and uh, and explore. And um, luckily, I was working on the right project at the time, which was three D printing. So. Um, Hershey is uh, in a relationship right now with 3D Systems, so that the largest 3D printer manufacturer technology company in the world, and um, we are we are figuring out how to 3D print chocolate. And um, I'll, I'll say we've made a lot of uh, a lot of progress, and we've gotten 
um, some publicity. We were ex- actually at the Consumer Electronics Show in January of this year. We brought the 3D printer there kind of as a, yeah, we should just bring it along. And, um, you know, it, it was in the running for best of show. And uh, I'll have to say, as I sat there and watched people go by and just looking at them with their mouths agape that they can't believe that these two things are connected was uh, was really heartwarming for me. But um, so, so getting back to the, to the science fiction piece of it, um, we did... So we put together a project with um, with Ari, and the the beauty of what of what you get out of the narratives is so we're really good on what we do now and next, kind of good on what we're doing in three to five. But like the the far out vision, like if you don't have that Arthur C. Clarke fifty year out, this is the stuff that that we think is going to happen. And if it's not so outrageous, then you're still just on that linear that linear process. And so, um, you know, the 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 uh, the idea was to take this 3D printing project and subject it to to outrageous potentials, and um, and then create those stories that we could then share with our our senior leaders. And I'll say that it was uh, it was a very successful, and uh, we came up with some really great stuff. And I know Ari has shared with me that he thought that one of the stories we uh, we came up with was one of the better ones that he's that he's put together. So um, you know, I haven't seen them all, but I'll have to agree that I do like what we came up with together. So um, it's been it's been great. It's been um, it's it's excellent, and I think I would I'd be willing to to put another project through the process because I do think it helps get that senior leader buy-in um, when you are working on these far-out things. Otherwise, it just looks like, wh- why are we doing that? I really kind of, I'm not sure on where we're taking that stuff. Oh, that's huge. And that, thank you for that because that's, oh, it sounds so exciting. And I love the idea because even, you know, and um, so when you're talking about the 3D printing in chocolate, I have to tell you that I went to um, back to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and thinking about, I don't know if you've read it or recently, you've got some da- young daughters there, so maybe recently, but I've just been reading it with my son. And I was thinking about, you know, the whole Mike TV, the, the kind of chocolate going through the TV um, piece in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it just like I, it just struck me when you were telling that story. I just thought, oh, my goodness, it's like it's almost coming through the TV if it's 3D printing. So that's amazing. Like, it's amazing to think about... Um, you know, ideas that could, that have kind of been embedded in, in the kind of collective mindset through science fiction or through futuristic type story coming to life and happening. And I'm wondering if that impacts how you convince your senior leaders that this is an important thing. So, so you know, our senior leaders are, they're fantastic. And I'll just, say that right yeah. out, you know, and they have yeah. real vision. So it, it wasn't a hard sell for us. And, um, you know, they had really already identified four major technologies that they feel that we know are going to disrupt the future. So we know yeah. that 3D printing, robotics, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, those things are going to change the way people live their lives in the future. We don't know exactly how, but we know that that's going to happen. And so we can either wait and see what happens, or we can create that future, and we can be part of that creation and and that co-creation. So we're not just coming up with the vision ourselves. We're co-creating it with our consumers, with our our customers. So it's really... 
it, it, it's really an exciting time. And so, like I said, it, it wasn't a hard sell to, to have the, the vision drawn out for senior leaders and now all of a sudden, oh, they read the, the illustrated narrative and they get it. Um, I think they kind of got it before, but maybe yeah. not to what extent we could really disrupt things. So when you, you can really create something that looks so amazing that, um, you know, and if, if we all truly believe that we're in the exponential age, which I do, and I do believe our senior leaders believe that as well, when you look at these visions, you say, that's probably true. I'm not sure how we're going to get there, but it's probably right. And so then you can actually start to map the way to get there. So if it's a compelling vision and one that you do want to be a part of, now you can actually kind of connect the dots. And so that's the, that's the beauty of, uh, of the work that we've done, and that's, that's the, process, the plan right now. Nice. And again, it, it just strikes me that um, because things do move so fast, I mean, in the last hundred years, I mean, it's crazy how, how fast things have moved. So it, it's very, very hard to predict what kind of technology or um, systems or even impact in the world will have um, on, on, on what we're doing. So I think it's amazing that your leaders are, are doing that. And I think it's great that Hershey's also, I mean, when you talk about co-creation, I think that... Um, there's a real uh, possibility here. And, and so I love the innovation center of excellence. And so I, I'm not sure that a lot of companies have that. And I'm wondering, what, what do you guys do there in terms of, um, uh, you know, how, how do you embed the innovation that you're talking about and say you're creating your sci-fi narrative? How do you embed that in the rest of the company? I'm wondering. Yeah. So, so great question. And, uh, the the Advanced Innovation Center of Excellence that I'm a part of actually has kind of three um, components to it. So one of them is the new technology, which I'm heading up. And then the other one, another one is foresight. So what do we see? What are the trends that we see in the world today that are going to change the way things are in the future? So and, and then how do we meet that head on rather than, again, waiting for something to happen? And then the last piece is kind of the process and capabilities. So it doesn't make sense to have a few innovative people in a, in a corporation, what you really want to have is everybody to be an innovative kind of person and know how to, um, you know, to leverage their good ideas and, and how, as a company, we can leverage that. So um, one of the big initiatives of the Advanced Innovation Center of Excellence is to, um, is to train people how to be innovative, to give, them, give them the tools and the, and the techniques and the, the ways that they can feed their ideas back into the company, and, and we can act on them and, uh, and evaluate them and, and move some forward or um, you know, redirect. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really great. You know, we really are um, creating a culture of innovation here, and in fact, it's one of the, you know, it's one of the major pillars of our business right now, and that's, that's recently new. I would say that um, you know, within the last five years, it has become a, a much more important component of of our everyday business. Nice, and I and I think that you know, because we uh, businesses talk about innovation a lot, and often don't embed it and don't create a um, such a structure as to to make sure that somebody's always got that lens. So I think that's amazing. Um, Ari, I'm wondering if I could bring you back in, and, and um, did you want to share some? Um, and again, we don't want to talk about proprietary or confidential information, but it sounds like you had a lot of fun working with Hershey. Yeah, we did. I mean, they're an amazing, amazing company. I mean, they've been around a very long time. And for them to embrace, you know, science fiction prototyping and this process as a way for them to, you know, keep relevant was just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, amazing company to work with, amazing vision. And, and you know, that's why they're at CES partnering with companies like 3D Systems. And um, it's really, really refreshing to see. Um, I think what's so exciting about this work is that 
um, what feels like science fiction really isn't. Um, and, and, you know, with her, she's been seeing that with her 3D printing chocolate and candy. But you, you look at it with some of our other clients, too. As soon as you start to unpick, um, you know, what feels like sci-fi, it actually isn't that sci-fi. Um, and I don't think folks realize that until you really start doing this work. How amazing the times are that we live in. How quickly things are changing. Um, you know, a great example is if we want to stick with 3D printing is, you know, we do tours of CES and I think two, two or three years ago there was one 3D printing company. Um, you know, the next year there were, I think, five or ten. And then this year, um, I don't I think it was half a hall dedicated to the technology. Uh, and it's just amazing how quickly um, something that um, is really out of the realm of sci-fi becomes embedded in our everyday lives. Um, so what this means is it's, it's really profound what you can create if you have bold visions. And so I really applaud... Um, companies like Hershey, for, for, for realizing that and giving themselves the space and permission to do it. Yeah, it is. And it's huge. And again, um, you know, it is, uh, like you say, laudable, but I also, as Jeff said, it's kind of necessary because it's, it's this piece around um, the future is coming quickly, like you both said. Like I, I have my nine-year-old son um, asked me the other day if I had an iPad, which is his love, the love of his life is his iPad. Yeah. And uh, he asked me if I had an iPad when I was younger. And I said, well, no, honey, we didn't have iPads. And his next question was, well, did you have electricity? because because he saw them as just as important as each other so um as insulted as i was i i understood that that to him like he can't even imagine life without and so it's it's a really interesting piece that this next generation coming up has high expectations of technology first of all and second of all that companies do um uh like jeff said it's not just about keeping up right like it's about anticipating your next 50 years and making it happen yeah, absolutely. So now from both of you, the, the piece around embedding. So I'm wondering, like you do the, the story and I'm just, I'm looking at, we've got a couple minutes till break, but I'm just wondering if both of you have a quick answer about how do you embed a narrative like this when top leaders have created it? Hershey, like at Hershey, Jeff, how are you planning on, and you talked about training people in innovation, but if you've got a narrative or you've got um, some kind of uh, vision, like how do you go about ensuring that, that all of the company buys in? Yeah, you have about so, one minute for that big question. I have one minute, yeah. You, you know, one of, the, one of the great things with the work that, that, uh, that we did and the, the actual finished product and narrative is the very first page has the context in there. And if, if you look at these things out of context, it might just look like um, – you might say it looks like a comic book because it's it's, it's an illustrated narrative, although it's you know it's higher quality, way way higher quality than a comic book. But when you when you put the context in with it, it's much easier to understand what we're doing. And so the the very first page of of all of the narratives was the context of the story and the 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 idea of the the linear thinking versus the exponential age. And I think that immediately sets the tone for what comes right after. And I think maybe not everybody gets that. I think our senior leaders do. There's probably some that are maybe more in the linear mode and they look at it and say, hmm, not so sure, but you read the the context and then um, I think it does bring uh, a bit of reality to it and that it that all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe this could be true. 
Right. Excellent. So now is there somewhere that, and Ari, I think you and I, we can come back to that after the, the break. We're going to talk about the how after the break. Um, for, for those of you who are listening, we're going to talk about how to embed um, and how to use sci-fi in, in your own business. But um, I'm just wondering, Jeff, where can people, I don't know, is there availability for people to check out the work you're doing with 3D printing? And is there a site that they could go have a look at? Uh, there is, so it's, it's not a Hershey help website, but if you, if you searched on 3D chocolate printing, we had, uh, we did a few events at Chocolate World, which is the, the retail center that's located next to Hershey Park, and, um, and there was news feeds, and, uh, you can, you can actually find some videos of the printer in action online if you, if you do a little bit of search. We were also on Good Morning America with, um, with it as well. Nice. Okay, thank you so much. And um, for those of you who are listening, if you're interested in a, a story-powered trip um, together to Chocolate World, just let me know, because that sounds fabulous. <laughs> and we'll call in at, at Hershey. So um, so thank you so much, Jeff, um, to Jeff Munt from the Hershey Advanced Innovation Center for Excellence. Jeff, it was wonderful to have you here and to hear about your experience using sci-fi narrative and, and future planning. And congratulations on, on all the great work your business is doing. Thank you very much, Leanne. It was my pleasure today to uh, be part of this. Thanks, thanks so Ari. much. So, so we will be back after the break, and I will be chatting some more with Ari Popper from Sci Futures. And you can find out more about Ari and their services at www.scifutures.com. That's S-C-I-F-U-T-U-R-E-S.com. And we'll be back with more Sci-Fi Story. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Social media is growing at an astounding rate. In just virtually five short years, we have seen YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter take the world by storm. How do you effectively make social media work for you? Tune in to The Social Universe with host Kurt Wilhelm. We'll show you how to market your business or yourself to get ahead, especially in unstable economic times. We'll also discuss practices that you can apply to increase visibility and revenue as you unlock the mysteries of the social universe. The Social Universe is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. I'm Leanne, and I am talking with Ari Popper from Sci Futures. Before the break, um, I hope you were able, I hope you were with us because we got to talk to Jeff Munt from Hershey, and um, 
we were talking about 3D printing and chocolate. It was pretty pretty awesome. So um, now we're going to talk to a bit more to Ari from Sci Futures. And really, you know, this segment is about the how. And, um, you know, I think we got a really good sense of the why. Uh, use science fiction narrative to to plan the future. I think it's fun. It's interesting. It's a new way of, of thinking about how we plan the future. But also it expands the vision. And um, as Ari said um, just before the break, you know, um, the future is here and science fiction isn't that far away from our, our current uh, reality and how fast things are moving. We also talked about the what. So we talked about um, Hershey and how um, Hershey's used it in, in alliance with their um, 3D project and, and how to print chocolate. And, you know, there's a, there's a great um, partnership there. So I'm wondering, Ari, how, how do you do this? Like, how do you work yeah. with your clients or how would a, if a business, if there's a small business listening that thinks, Hey, I'd, I think it'd be cool. Like other than hiring you, of course. Um, but if they wanted to kind of, utilize this kind of tool how how do you do it yeah so so there's typically three three parts to it um first part is gathering information so making sure that your narratives that you create your visions of the future are grounded in science fact and emerging technologies so it could be desk research it could be interviews with experts um but it's basically gathering information and doing the research um so what we do is we typically interview some key stakeholders within the organization. Um, we make sure we study up on really interesting content that's either directly relevant or peripherally relevant. Um, our clients give us a lot of their content they have because um, they do a lot of research themselves. Um, so we make sure we're well-informed. Um, so that's part one. Part two is the kind of imagination part of it, the um, creativity generating part of it and typically we do a workshop um, with our clients where we bring in experts as well and sci-fi writers Um, we have sci-fi writers on staff at so futures but we also work with a hundred professional published science fiction writers that write exclusively for us which is really wow that's very cool it's really cool Um, it's very interesting to see what they come up with as well Um, just in terms of what the collective mind is of you know a hundred science fiction writers on a particular yeah, topic. Um, so that workshop process is um, a lot of fun and it's very creative and generative. So you get a lot of um, not only stories of the future, but you get a lot of IP, you know, intellectual property and new business right. ideas. Yeah. Um, so that's the second phase. And the third phase is um, harnessing that wealth of information and that creative generation part into a meaningful deliverable for the client. And that could be, um, you know, a graphic novel or a number of graphic novels like we did for Hershey. Or it could be um, a a video, a movie, a short film, an animatic. Um, It also um, could be um, converting the story into some kind of proof of concept or prototype. Um, So we did work for Lowe's Home Improvement where we actually built um, a holodeck. Um, We call it a holoroom. Um, But the idea was customers could visualize their home renovation projects in um, a home improvement simulator in a low store. Um, wow. and that came that came straight out of a sci-fi story. So think of it as nice. research and information, workshopping and creativity, and then implementation. Nice. Uh, you know what? Yeah. And I think that the yeah. idea, I, I just think it's amazing to think about um, – 
what comes out of that process. So I love the whole process. We've talked a little bit about um, the kind of how people work together and the, and I want to just talk a little bit about the embedding, which is, it's fascinating the idea that a company walks away with a graphic novel or a comic book or, or something like that. Cause I, I have to say that um, when I was a, a nonprofit leader and I was running a youth organization, I still remember we created a, an annual report um, one year and we made it a magazine instead of, and we called it then and it was a takeoff of now magazine. And I still remember we created characters and we, you know, we embedded story throughout the entire annual report. It was like a little, it was like a little magazine um, type thing. And I still remember getting a call from somebody um, who I'd never met who said, "Hey, Leanne, I've, I've I've read your annual report." And I was I was oh my god, I'm so nervous, oh dear, because I was thinking, have we done the right thing? And I still remember the guy said, "There's a typo on page 16." And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I hate typos. And so I was like, oh, no, there's a typo. And then secondly, I thought he read the whole thing. Yeah. He read it yeah. to page 60 to find the typo. I mean, who does that with annual reports? That's and right. It's, right? Like, it was huge. It was huge. We did it for four yeah. more years because it just – and people anticipated them and looked forward to them. And so I'm just um, – I'm thinking about, you know, the idea of coming into a company that has a graphic novel for a future plan – that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, firstly, I think what you did is brilliant. Obviously. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. So, uh, congrats. And, you know, Thanks, anyone yeah. can understand the nervousness and apprehension that you had. I, I right. <laughs> I imagine you so, can. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's exactly. I mean, that's the point. I, I mean, we, we talk about new technology and cool technology, right? But stories are one of the oldest technologies that we have, right? Of making sense of the world. Um, and it's kind of perplexing why it hasn't been used as a business tool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's used in advertising and, and marketing, but why isn't it used more in strategic planning and um, as a communi- as a far more effective communications tool? Um, so the work that you're doing is phenomenal. Um, you know, spreading you. spreading the word about the power of stories um, in business is really profound. Well, thank you. And I, I, I feel like that about all of the work that we're doing, you know, as a collective of people in story. And I think that, um, yeah. you know, like you say, it's one of the oldest tools. And so sometimes yeah. I think the story that we tell each other is, is it's, you know, and there's this whole thing about business is, is not personal, right? And, and so yeah. the idea that we could bring in our likes and dislikes that, that you could actually come to work and say, I like science fiction and I'd like to do that as a future planning tool. Um, you know, 15 years ago maybe would have seemed like a crazy idea, right? Because it's, yeah. it, I feel like it's our, finally our kind of our personal lives and our business lives are starting to merge a little bit and people's, people are getting a little bit more creative. And I guess they have to be, like big companies have to be, right? They have to start getting really creative about how they're going to not just come up with ideas but move their people along. Well, I think that's it, right? I mean, it's, it's a risk that you can afford not to take, right? I mean, you have to employ new tools and new ways of looking at the world and to, to give yourself that, that edge and that, that competitive advantage. And, uh, yeah, the climate is definitely right for that. Um, and I think it's only going to get even more intense and dynamic. And I think the need for inspiring preferred future narratives are going to be even more and more important because you think about it, the pace of change is so profound that if we 
kind of take our hands off the wheel for for a little while, you know, if three, four, five years mm-hmm. go by, where yes. where are we going to end up, and is that where we really want it to be? And it, it's quite a profound um, notion, and I think you've been alluding to it throughout um, the radio show, but, it, you know, certainly we've been talking about it in business, but it works very profoundly in terms of um, society in general, civilization in general. You know, what is our dominant narrative of the future? Um, and even if we keep it more, you know, US-centric, you know, what is, um, you know, America's dominant narrative? Is there a dominant narrative? Um, is it inspiring? Is it a preferred future? Um, and obviously, we're not going to get into that, but it's, these are important um, questions that need to be um, asked today of all, of all times. This is really the time to be doing it. I agree. And again, you know, and it is a, a big a big piece with the whole American dream piece and and things yeah. like that. And again, the whole capitalist piece is, is more money good, is, is intense competition good for the world. So I think you're right. I think that there is something here about um, crafting a new story for the world and culturally. And I, I guess that's that's what struck me. Um, you know, because I, I think this is a fun topic for me and I, I do take it seriously what you're doing. But there's there's, you know, I hadn't realized um, before we we talked on the show the depth of where this this goes. And I think, you know, the fact that you guys are, um, you know, and I and I think that there, it could go so far in terms of what what kind of company do we want to be in the world? What kind of company do we want to be um, to our employees? What kind of company do we want to be to our customers? Do you guys talk about that stuff, too, as part of the narrative? We do, yeah, we absolutely do. And, you know, some companies are um, a lot more explicitly open to that. But yeah. at the end of the day, companies are made up of, of, by people. Yes. And these people have families, they have hopes, needs, desires, they have children, and they want, they want to, to live in a better world. They want their children to live in a better world. What these companies also have is tremendous resources and um, power. And so the ability to change and nudge um, these huge companies that have control of tremendous resources and affect millions and millions of people's lives, the ability to nudge them to these preferred futures is really um, what excites me the most. Um, you yeah. know, the idea that there is some influence, no matter how small, but you know, we work very closely with executive level, C-level executives at, at some of these amazing companies. Um, and they want what we want. They want to they want to please their shareholders, of course, but they also want to contribute to, um, you know, a healthier, better society, a healthier and better planet. Um, you know, some of the work we did for Pepsi was, um, you know, working on the future of bottled water. So what if what if there was no plastic? Um, how would people drink water? Um, what kind mm-hmm. of water would they drink? How would they get their water? Um, so these companies are asking themselves those questions as well. Um, you know, the same thing with Coca-Cola. So, um, yeah, so it is, it, is a, it is profound, but it's also, you know, a responsibility in, in, in a lot of ways because um, these preferred future stories are um, ultimately, if, if they engage and take hold, which is really what we hope they do, um, they can hopefully have quite a meaningful effect on not only the organization but also the people, people's lives that buy their products as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for saying that because I think that that's the piece and that is the change that we understand what um, and and bigger companies now are starting and a lot of them really do understand what their responsibility is in the world. And and um, and like you say, they have power. And so how cool is it for them to be able to create 
of visions of, of, you know, a time without plastic so that we could have water without worrying about polluting our lakes and, and oceans. So right. that's amazing. That's amazing. So I think we're, we're going to need to finish there, Ari, because we're at the end of the show. Um, but I think that's a really great thought to, to finish on. And um, the idea that um, the, the preferred narratives and the future narratives that companies are, are creating with your company are ones that um, make their company and the world a better place. I think that's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that today. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you so much for uh, for what you're doing and for uh, having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too. We'll do it again. Okay, great. Sounds good. <laughs> thank you. So thank you again to Ari Popper, founder and CEO of Sci Futures. If you want to know more about Sci Futures and how Sci-Fi Narrative can help your business, have a look at their website at www.scifutures.com. It's really, um, you know, as we just talked about, it's a really important thing to do to envision your future. But what if you could envision a future beyond what your company is doing um, and disrupt your present and actually start co-creating a new future? That's pretty amazing stuff. So I really highly recommend you you check them out. I'd also like to thank Jeff Munt from the Hershey Advanced Innovation Center for Excellence for being here to share his experience of working with SciFutures and using sci-fi narrative in their future planning. Um, again, you can Google or check out chocolate, 3D printing chocolate. Um, I didn't confirm that you could eat it, so you might want to confirm that. I'm thinking not, but um, who knows? Who knows? Because this is science fiction, guys. So um, check them out, and, and congratulations to Hershey for the for the really cool stuff they're doing. So t- please tune in for next week's show when Karen Dietz from Just Story It um, joins me here for a story hangout. Karen will be bringing some of the best things she's found recently through her story curation, and we'll be chatting about what's new and exciting with story. And don't forget to sign up for my weekly story blast at www.verygoodstories.com I'd love to hear from you you're going to get story coaching tips resources and a story from me to help you build a better business and share your impact so Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1pm Eastern Time and 10am Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel thanks so much for joining me Leon Pico and Story Powered I'll see you next week with more story thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. 